0: Emotional labor was first coined by the sociologist Arlie Hochschild in her book The Managed Heart. She defined it as the work of managing your own emotions, but the term has been expanded to looking at the overall burden of carrying emotions in a marriage and or a family context. You'll probably be aware in your own marriage, as we are in ours, that often one spouse takes most of the responsibility for worrying about a particular issue, a struggling child or financial issues, etc. That is part of their emotional labor that they are carrying in the marriage.
1: The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever.
0: Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a fascinating episode for you this week, much more fascinating than the uh, introduction made it sound, by the way. This is episode number 255, and today we're going to be talking about emotional labor. Honestly, it's just a term I've been introduced to, but it has been really cool to learn about, and it really makes sense.
2: Hey there, before we get started, if you missed the last episode, we discussed secure attachment in marriage. That's one of those kind of fundamental things that people need to know about, so definitely worth going back and check, checking that out. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. We're back from our month-long break.
0: Which was absolutely fabulous.
2: Indeed. hmm And we're looking forward to getting back into the weekly production of our episode starting with today's.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound, research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. So, Caleb, yes. this topic of emotional labor.
2: Yes, Well, we'll unpack it a little bit here, but the kind of the first starting point is that society generally trains women to bear the most emotional labor in relationships, especially romantic relationships and family relationships. So, according to a 2011 study, women have taken on the majority of emotional labor bearing in marriage. So, whether women are socialized or programmed to be more nurturing than men, they take on not only their own feelings and concerns, but also their husbands and often the families in order to accomplish daily tasks. And so sometimes it's kind of subtle to see how this emotional labor thing uh, plays out. But here's a pretty practical thing. A 1996 study reported that nearly two-thirds of both men and women reported that the women in the relationship, the female, tended to remind their spouse more often about things that needed to be done. Like going to the grocery store or taking out the trash. I thought that was
0: just like nagging.
2: Well, it's it's representative of, without any conversation or planning, some assignment of responsibility that you have to worry about this stuff.
0: This sounds so much better than nagging.
2: It's not nagging. Well. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like
0: It does, but woman- nagging
2: also happens. But, but this might help men kind of step back from being annoyed at the behavior of nagging to see Okay, here's what's actually going on. Is like,
0: yeah, like there's a reason behind all this.
2: Yes, there's there's some, like, I don't think I could explain how this gets assigned. We'd need a sociologist, not, okay. a, not the psychology people for that. But, okay. But take, for example, the to do list, right? And this was pretty challenging for me as a husband. Husbands don't experience societal pressure to take charge of family to do lists the same way that wives do. So, men and I see this in our relationship, men are more likely to issue reminders about things from which they personally benefit. So for example, making sure your wife remembers to buy you a new suit jacket for a work party or that she picks up a tool from Canadian Tire or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need you to do this for me. But women's reminders, on the other hand, are more selfless, more oriented towards others or toward the group, like organizing a child's birthday party. I've never worried about that. Picking up Mm -hmm. the family dry cleaning, we don't do dry cleaning, but I've never worried about getting the laundry (laughs) done, right? Okay, yeah. Taking the dog to the groomer, that kind of stuff. So Mm, that somehow, naturally or automatically, I guess would be the better word, gets assigned to women, right? Okay. Now, where this can become an issue, and it's not necessarily bad to have role division, if everybody's okay with it, we'll get to that, okay? But where this can become an issue is that this difference in who has to worry about what comes back to this topic of emotional labor. So in this case, what we've been saying is that the greater burden is on the wife, and that can actually lead to burnout- as she has to keep a happy face on, but carry most of this emotional labor. She has to worry about all this stuff.
0: So this isn't saying that the man can't do any of it. Like, this isn't the actual labor, but this is just who's worrying about it to making sure it gets done.
2: Whose concern is it?
0: Yeah, so it's the emotional part. Yes. Ah. Now, to
2: compound this, another couple of researchers also noticed that husbands frequently don't take responsibility to think beyond the task. And I am totally guilty as charged here, nor do we take initiative regarding the task. So for example, when, Ver- when Verlinda asked me to go to the grocery store, I asked her to tell me what to buy mm-hmm. and the sizes.
0: Yes. Like, <laughs> and the brand and
2: right down to the details. So I'm going through the store and I'm not thinking I'm just doing Right, right. But what that means is instead of putting in the mental work, Myself of going to the kitchen and considering a meal plan Mm -hmm. and considering what's in the pantry and what's in the fridge or not in the fridge and figuring all that out myself, I'm just like, give me a list. Right. Which is asking you to, to take the care of all of that in order to make my life simple. So even though I go to the grocery store and I do the purchasing thinking I'm such an awesome husband, that's helping out physically, I'm not really helping with the emotional workload associated with the task.
0: Okay, okay.
2: So that's okay if it's just the grocery store, but you can imagine if this gets compounded across all areas of the family functioning, Mm -hmm. right?
0: So this is like, this can lead to burnout.
2: Yes. Now we've talked elsewhere about the fair division of labor. What matters in marriage is not that the division of labor, whether it's emotion or physical, is exactly 50-50, but rather that the division is seen to be fair by both the husband and the wife. Right. Both parties have to.
0: Right, because I agree with that though, because if you are carrying the emotional burden of the business or job or yeah. something... like So
2: maybe we've split it all out so we actually have a, a perceived fairness of shared emotional burden. Right. That's Okay.
0: Right. But it's just taking the time to think about it. and
2: Yeah. But on the other hand, if, and I'm going to kind of stereotype a traditional marriage here, if I'm like, I go to work and work is just kind of whatever, I do my thing, I check my boxes, I come home, mm-hmm. and then everything that happens outside of work is not my problem because I'm the breadwinner.
0: Oh, that's just stuck up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not that we would be judgmental towards people who prefer that kind of marriage. No, (laughs) not (laughs) at all. But what that's essentially doing, this is why your wife might be exhausted and complaining and you're like, I have to work my tail off. What's her problem? It may be because Mm. we're not recognizing the emotional labor involved in what our wife has assigned to her because it can be exhausting to take care of all those moving parts and her have to do that entirely. Mm-hmm. And all you do is got to show up and be friendly at all these events. Or so
0: even if it looks like the labor is more 50-50, like, okay, well, I come home from work. We both come home from work. I make dinner. Yes, But if the responsibility is on her to make sure the food's in the house, what they're having, she's still carrying that emotional labor, even though the physical labor might be divvied up. Ah. So do we have a fair
2: divisions of the concerns of the family and marriage?
0: Oh, this is interesting. It is very interesting, isn't it? Yeah.
2: So like you said, that can lead to burnout. It might feel unfair. It could create resentment, even Mm -hmm. though both spouses are are busy in the physical sense Mm -hmm. of doing things like the guy might mow the lawn. He might actually take out the garbage. He might... Run to the grocery store mm-hmm. to pick up stuff on the way home, mm-hmm. or just do it anyways. Or
0: okay, but take she the kids might be practice. like, "Okay, but the, the lawn she's... needs mowed this day because we have a party the next day." If she's day had or... to
2: organize all of that, and
0: ah, okay, yep. okay.
2: So, definitely something you want to have a discussion with your spouse about, right? Mm -hmm. And because this is a subject that requires us to step back and reflect, then we created a worksheet, a worksheet for our Patreon supporters that helps them to take a step back and reflect on the emotional contribution that you are making to your marriage. It'll help you understand what you bring to the marriage and what you need from it in these terms so that both of you can discuss and refine the balance of emotional labor in your marriage. If you're not a patron, you can get this worksheet as well by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And we'll take a quick 60-second break here to tell you more about that.
1: What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible, and to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at oyf.support. That's oyf.support
2: you're listening to the marriage podcast for smart people before the break we we're talking about how emotional labor can lead to burnout just around like household tasks and mm-hmm, responsibilities mm-hmm. family responsibilities
0: and i think it's so fascinating how it's not just physical labor but it's like the mental capacity the mental yes drain of thinking about the labor yes i mean that's not to say you need to be lazy and sit there and think about it yes but yeah
2: For sure. And, you know, just kind of thinking through this in my head, you can imagine how this gets compounded, or um, I think this is one area where homeschooling moms carry a greater burden because they also have to think about all of that education stuff. Mm -hmm. In our Mm -hmm. family, we just hand that off to the public school, Mm -hmm. and we concern ourselves with, like, them getting their homework done, Mm -hmm. maybe having conversations about areas of difference in values between Mm -hmm. the public school Mm -hmm. system and our values, that kind of stuff. But if you have to handle all of that Mm -hmm. across multiple grade levels, Mm -hmm. getting kids graduated... Yeah. That's a lot of labor that to carry too.
0: And like, if you have to make, I'm thinking of moms with toddlers, right? And you're making like 5,000 decisions a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like emotionally, it's exhausting, even though you might not actually have got any work mm-hmm. in quotation marks done that day.
2: Mm-hmm. And we noticed this on our gap year trip. This is what was happening. Yes. We called it decision fatigue. Yes. But basically that that having to figure out where to best put the family in a campground, like yeah. which campground, where yeah. to get food for the family, what to do with the family. Yeah. Was yeah. a ton of emotional labor associated with like ongoing travel that yes. we had not anticipated, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And was exhausting.
2: Yeah. So a lot of what we've been talking about is related to that whole decision-making, can I call it? Sort of family coordinating kind of stuff. But just Mm -hmm. think about it more specifically in marriage as it relates to conflict. Okay. Now, we're all guilty of immature behavior during conflict, right? I know I am for sure. So, for example, if I avoid talking about a fight we had or a little spat that we had, even if it's important for me to start that discussion, then what I'm doing is I'm letting that discomfort hang in the air, which is often more or less a ploy to get you to take on the emotional labor of that problem. You initiate mm. the discussion. You, you got to start solving I this. thought I
0: was a person that did that.
2: Well, you do this sometimes too. Huh. And uh, it shows that I'm not willing to put the effort in to resolve it. So there's some emotional work to do, some labor to do, and I'm not going to do it okay and i may even be passively you know positioning myself to try to get you to pull out my feelings so Mm. that it becomes your problem to try to guess what to do to make things better Hmm. to make us feel better without actually me actually communicating any of that Hmm. and then that's just dumping the emotional burden on the other spouse
0: Hmm. that's not fair
2: no especially when you do it So another study related to this issue of emotional labor and conflict showed that the effort required by emotional labor is not only physically exhausting, like it's tiring, Mm -hmm. but it can actually result in psychological harm to the people involved in the conflict. And
0: If you just dump it and leave it for the other person to carry. Yeah. So how does that bring about psychological harm?
2: I don't actually have more detail than what. What they gave, sort of right there on that. But I think that this is just. That's from the research. If you just imagine the stress, yeah, it is. That's from a study in 2017. If you just imagine like the stress associated with having to take on this burden and face the discussion and so on.
0: And like cortisol levels, like just yep. a normal stress reaction yep. in the body, I exactly. guess. But then this says psychological harm.
2: It could be depressive thoughts oh. that come from that and cause anxiety, okay. right? That okay. kind of stuff. It might Psychological harm might be too strong of a term, maybe like psychological duress or something. I don't know. Okay. But the other thing that can happen too is that the spouse then who has to carry this or is assigned to, whether it's passively or purposefully or whatever, has to carry that emotional labor burden. They may end up feeling the feelings for both spouses.
0: Oh, and that's a lot of feelings to yes. feel.
2: Now, typically, again, this episode's a little harder on husbands here, because typically wives are more absorbent emotionally, able to feel negative emotional energy more ex- instinctively, right? So in mm-hmm. the long run, this can be exhausting for them.
0: I am very absorbent emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was actually listening. Good point.
2: But you see what I'm saying? Like, if you're doing all that other stuff we talked Mm -hmm, about that's outside mm -hmm. of conflict, and then you got to deal with your husband's junk on top of it.
0: And feel his feelings as well as your own feelings and try and figure out what's wrong.
2: Wow, this is tiring. Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm getting tired talking about it. So what do you do about this? That's
2: because you're emotionally absorbent.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've just absorbed all your feelings.
2: (laughs) Well, if you're the person dumping your emotional burden on your spouse due to conflict between you, I would suggest you should at least be open to your spouse trying to help you. What do you mean? Well, sometimes... You know, we kind of push off by acting gruff or distant or that thing. But if if you put down your spouse's offers to help or suggestions about solutions, or you're just taking your bad mood out on the other person, then you're really sending the signal that you're not interested in processing what happened or processing what you feel. And you're just looking to take your feelings out on your dear wife or husband, as the case may be. Hmm. Like, and that's going to have a distancing effect in your marriage. It pushes mm-hmm. your spouse mm-hmm. away. But you have to know that it's not just that you're frustrated and whatevs. But it's actually going to exhaust and deplete your spouse, both physically and psychologically. Okay. So it's not
0: like if we don't talk about it, it's like nothing's happening. It's not like you're just having
2: a moment and that's all there is. Yeah, It's like this is costing something. So to create a strong relationship, one of the things that becomes important to do is to figure out how to tackle these issues together, how to have those discussions. And it becomes important to share the emotional burden, even of the conflict that occurs between you. So it's not always one person's problem to figure it out or mm-hmm, solve it, mm-hmm. but that you actually join in solving these things, right? Okay. Hmm, and so here's three key points for sharing emotional labor in marriage taken from a 2019 uh, article by Friday. I think is how you pronounce that. The first thing is to understand that the labor is necessary. So a relationship without some aspect of emotional labor can't be a healthy relationship. Hmm. It's just part of being in a meaningful relationship relationship that you're going to have some burden and you're going to have to sort things out every once in a while.
0: Okay. But I mean, this goes for a single too, right? You're still going to have emotional labor.
2: With a, with a good friend. It's not like
0: being married creates this labor. No, no. Okay.
2: No. Like, for example, if you're expecting that you can have emotional outbursts of anger and that it's up to your spouse to regulate and solve the problems for you when you're upset, that's going to be very exhausting mm-hmm. on your spouse. Mm-hmm right especially if it's common but the better approach is to understand that a good marriage does require some hard work and part of that hard work is what we're calling emotional labor it means taking responsibility for your own emotions being willing to do the work necessary to resolve the conflict huh. it's kind of like okay this is what happens let's just embrace it and deal with it right. this is part of this is part of the labor required to create something beautiful right And so just kind of that basic acceptance. It doesn't mean that you guys are messed up or flawed or whatever. This is just...
0: And you don't... I kind of wonder sometimes if it seems scary, so you just kind of push it off on the
2: other person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. But just like if you wanted to create a beautiful garden, you know, there's going to be a lot of digging and moving dirt and planting and pulling and whatever, right? So it it takes some sweat. And I think that we need to know it's going to take some emotional sweat.
0: So let's share the sweat.
2: Yes. Now, the second thing is, well...
0: That doesn't quite... (laughs)
2: Right, right, to it. We'll work on our metaphors afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the second part is learning to listen instead of defending. So part of the, the work of emotional labor is being willing to listen to your spouse's feedback regarding things that you aren't doing a great job of or doing a great job at. Okay. It's particularly important for husbands, although some wives struggle with the same thing, with being willing to receive that feedback. It's easy to hear that kind of feedback as an attack, and it can poke a hole in or at mm-hmm. your ego, right? Mm-hmm. And so you just push back for that reason.
0: That's where, you know, you might be right comes into play.
2: Well, you might be right. But when you're you're willing to consider the emotional issue that your spouse is presenting and are willing to be open to and invite her to share her perspective with you, that's sending a clear signal that you're willing to share in the emotional labor of the challenge that's facing you. So tell me how I'm contributing to this problem. Is me saying... No
0: husband ever.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe they could start.
0: That's a good idea. Sorry. Yes. Not to throw you under the bus. Like, you might do that, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. I've told you that I would own my part in stuff. You're just going to throw me under like that? Yeah. And leave it there? Like, leave it hanging?
0: No, I... Well, I can't even remember what you just said. No, that's funny. How did I throw you under the bus?
2: <laughs> you said, said no husband ever when I'm like... Oh, tell me
0: how I can help you.
2: Okay, maybe not in those words, but in the words that make sense to you. Right. No, tell... That's not even what I said, Verlinda. For I forget. I can't even remember. <laughs> but let's just go with this, okay? Because there, I think there's still a bit of a gender issue because a lot of the emotional labor that wives put into their marriage is around presenting things to their husbands in a way that makes sure their husband doesn't blow up or get upset.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I am not very good at that. Like soft start, like I, I know in theory that it's all good. Right. But sometimes it's just easier to say exactly what you're thinking.
2: Yes. But here's the thing, though. Like a soft start is important, but that's yeah. kind of going down another check than what yeah. I'm focusing on here. Like when I hear this is like when a, when a mom's like you know what, don't talk to your dad right now. Wait till after supper and he's got a full tummy and he's feeling more relaxed, oh, uh, right? Or we got to time okay. this. We have to wait till mom's in a good mood before we can bring this up. So okay. it can go the other gender as well, Yes, right? yes. And I'm saying that really that shouldn't be part of marriage, right? And like in uh, fairness, we need to be concerned about how we present a problem. But we're also saying on the receiving side of that, don't be a bear. Right. Right? This is the learning to listen instead of defend. And carry
0: your part of the labor.
2: Yes. Am I approachable in the terms of I'm willing to share in the emotional labor of an issue and recognize that I may have a part in the problem? Mm. without automatically being defensive and so on okay so just making yourself approachable by showing your wife or your husband that you're willing to listen by learning to kind of put the brakes on the natural tendency towards defensiveness can be very helpful
0: mm-hmm. which i didn't really and the third part is
2: that's well. uh, sorry. the third part is learning to become comfortable with vulnerability also tough But one of the hardest parts of taking on emotional labor for any spouse is the vulnerability that it requires from us. And that's why I'm pushing husbands a little harder today, because part of our society's definition of what it means to be a man is to be invulnerable and to hide our negative emotions other Mm -hmm. than anger. We're allowed Mm -hmm. to show that one, right? But when we're willing to show our sadness or our fear or our anxiety or our uncertainty... That's how we participate or join in the emotional labor of an issue. Yeah, that scares me too. Like when mm-hmm. a guy says that to his wife about their kid that's doing some stuff.
0: And then the wife's not feeling like she's carrying it all on her own. Yes. Ah. So
2: whether, or that can also happen in situations where it's conflict between the spouses too. Or whether it's an outside issue with work or mm-hmm. whether it's a church life problem Mm -hmm. or a family problem whatever Mm -hmm. it is right Mm -hmm. instead of minimizing or dismissing these issues when we allow ourselves to feel the struggle of the issue and share that feeling with our spouse without needing her to take on that emotion for us then Hmm. we're able to feel joined together and there's a real unity because we're vulnerable we're sharing together in that moment and that's how things even things like life challenges can bring a couple together it's because you're vulnerable and then you join in the emotional labor
0: so you know if if you're Spouse says something, and you're like, Oh, don't worry, it'll be okay. That's kind of dismissing it and pushing yep. back and saying, No, that emotional labor you can yes. just carry.
2: Yes, it can be. There are there are points in time when we do need to reassure our spouses, but most right. of the time, right, we don't want them to have their bad feelings. Yeah, and we think that by doing by having that kind of response, they'll stop having their bad feelings, but really, we're just saying, You know, you carry all of that.
0: Because I, I think it's going to be okay.
2: Because I don't want to acknowledge it or whatever, right? Huh. But when you come together to acknowledge it and put it on the table and you both look at it and it's uncomfortable, but you're doing it, then you're mm. together, you're sharing the emotional labor. Yeah. So even while something difficult's happening, you're feeling joined. Oh. It's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Doesn't mean so that even when you can't solve someone, you're still walking something, you're still walking with someone through it,
0: mm-hmm. not alone. Mm-hmm.
2: Half—it's got to be half the purpose of marriage, isn't it? I don't know. What I
0: don't know. The percentage it's nice would be, but bonus, eh, yes. anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, so a lot of what we've kind of done on the tail end here is around conflict or problems like that, mm-hmm. right? But again, just in the last moment here, I'd like to wrap up by suggesting that husbands also have a discussion with their wives about the division of emotional labor in the household. Okay. How does that feel for both of you? Does it feel fair? Do we need to shift that load somehow to make it more balanced for both partners? that people are carrying that a little more equally, right?
0: Okay, okay. So have that discussion. So is that a discussion that husbands need to start or is that a discussion that a wife
2: can come and start? <laughs> Definitely on the wife. That's her emotional labor that she needs to carry.
0: No, but maybe I didn't even mean that. But what if the wife, what if the husband's not listening?
2: That's the satire of the, or the irony of the situation, right? Is like the person who's going to initiate this conversation probably is. But then, hey, I know there's a lot of guys that listen to our show. Yeah, there are. And you might be like, oh my. And then you're also thinking, boy, if I have this discussion, I'm going to have more work to do. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes it can be. Not as bad as you think, right? Like, so I thought, not to blow my trauma, but I thought of one example of how I do this is I make the Sunday lunch that we take to church on Sunday morning, right? Yes. And I do the whole, basically all I need you to do is one physical task, which is have chicken in the cupboard in a Mm -hmm. can for Mm -hmm. me, right? And I do the emotional labor of deciding what to make. Yes. Of taking care of making it. Yeah. Getting it all put together. Mm -hmm. All that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And... Like that's something I can do on a Sunday morning where you do a lot of the rest of our meal planning and take care Mm -hmm, of, but mm -hmm. the, the psychological relief to Mm -hmm. you is huge. Yes. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. So it's more than just physically doing something or helping. It's the emotional taking away all those decisions and everything behind it.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Okay. So we'd like to thank those of you that have become patrons over the month we were away. And we've been away for, uh, like I said, a month. So
0: Mm -hmm. We have Joel and Kimberly and James and Jonathan and Alan and Gregory and Jennifer and another James and Angela and Rochelle and Casey. And also a huge shout out to our previous patrons who continued to support us even while we took an extended break from podcasting and counseling for the month of October. So we're back and catching up and feeling somewhat rejuvenated when the jet lag wears off. And looking forward to months ahead. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we have an iTunes review. Yes. Thank you to Love and Mercy from the US who says, five stars, insightful and informative. I found the Marriage Podcast for smart people while looking for insight into my dysfunctional marriage. They deliver so effectively, touching on necessary and tough topics, topics that are especially hard to find in Christian settings. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah, it's great. And good for you for working on your marriage, even though it feels
2: dysfunctional. Yeah, for sure. Next week. Uh, next week, we're talking about understanding the links between anxious attachment and uh, porn and sex addiction. Okay. It's more of a specific topic, but a yeah. pretty interesting one. Relates back to the attachment stuff we've been going over.
0: Good. That is all for today's episode. You can get the full, full show notes at oif.link 255.
1: Find out how you can help. Go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to OYF.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website OYF.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the marriage podcast for smart people from only you forever.